Hello folks, this is the Knickknack Podcast. I'm Knickknack, a neurodivergent and queer person that seeks knowledge, truth, and justice above all else. This podcast, the Knickknack Podcast, is my way of sharing my story and processing it. This will be Season 15, Episode 18, and I'm calling it Eastbound with a Moral Compass and a Mask. Today I want to take the time to share more of the difficulties I'm facing with conformity culture. My rigid moral compass is stuck on true north, as it always has been, but my cultural context is interfering with my moral compass, leading to increasing masking as I try to ensure my personal safety and survival. My biggest frustration is that my cultural context is messing up my work. I'm certain that longtime listeners share my frustration. So, grab a breath and a beverage, and let's talk about it. root of my struggle is that I have a very strict moral compass that is unique to me. Straying from my moral compass causes great distress and is bad for my health. Simultaneously, my moral compass rarely aligns with the values of my culture. So I face a difficult choice. Try to fit in to protect myself by pretending to be normal, or be as true to myself as possible and risk the consequences. Lately, I've been struggling to find a workable middle ground. I want to believe that a middle ground is possible, but the more work I do, the more it seems clear that taking any sort of middle ground would not be the best choice for me. In the last few weeks, I haven't been podcasting, at least making knick-knack podcast episodes, because I hit work-related burnout and had to recover, and... Recovery, for me, means retreating from both work life and social life, which is an inconvenient interruption, especially when one is trying very hard to get work done. The fact that our culture seems content to normalize COVID death in the name of economic concerns isn't surprising, but it is woefully depressing. And it is also painfully consistent with our established culture. We have a healthcare system, but if one has legitimate healthcare needs or concerns, they are nowhere near as important as the far larger economic concerns. It's that damned welfare-to-work mentality that all but condemns those like myself to a life full of unmet needs, misery, and pain. Needless to say, this life is getting very old. I'm working very, very hard to make it to 42 with shelter. I can't think further ahead than that. I don't want to think further ahead than that. Over the course of the next five years, I'll be trying to carve out the best, mostly virtual life I can. I want to travel again, but am hesitant and fearful of doing so because of COVID and my intense travel style. So I've returned to making a list of things that I want and need and trying to cross that things off that list in the interim. I made a dent this month, but getting more items crossed off the list means dealing with the Mount Rainier that is trying to keep my safety net while also getting some income from my work. Challenge being that Mount Rainier stands at 14,410 feet and my work capacity limits me to about 10,000 feet. 
So I can't fly directly over the mountain, but if I study my maps and charts well enough, maybe I can fly around the mountain. Who knows? The hardest part about this eastbound trip that I am making is I know that even if I get around Mount Rainier, what lies ahead is the high deserts of eastern Washington and further beyond that, the Rockies and the plains. And it just gets worse the further you go east. <laughs> so it's a difficult journey and I'm trying to study my maps and prepare. That's that's the best way I could use that metaphor. And of course, I don't know how far east I'm going. All I know is what's on the map to the east. And knowing that getting there will mean some income, an intact safety net, better met needs, and most importantly, perhaps, no longer being in Chico. That is a massively tall order, but I have to try. Back in 2010, I wrote the song Hellhole California, which I may re-release sometime soon. It is a creative attempt to expose small city U.S. culture for what it is. Hellhole California is populated by retirees escaping the city and former college students and then end up settling for what little the hellhole has to offer. Meanwhile, lifers like myself grow up jaded by the place and expend a large amount of energy trying to escape. The harsh truth is, escape is fraught with peril. Out of my four attempted escapes from Hellhole, only one attempt lasted a reasonable amount of time before I found myself back in Hellhole, California again. This rubber band dynamic is soul-crushing, to say the least. I am legitimately a city person. I revel in the joys of blending in and getting lost in the crowds in moderately sized cities like Seattle or San Francisco. Of course, if money were no object, I'd own a Bonanza or an SR-22, both fast, small general aviation airplanes, and I would just bounce between San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle with the odd trip east to Minneapolis, Raleigh, Durham, Charlotte, and Nashville, even if I lived a mostly virtual life, it would be so nice to be in one of those cities that I mentioned, to be in a place where I fit in more. There are maybe 500 lefties where I live. Of those 500 lefties, I enjoy spending time and can work with less than 2% of them. So, long story short, it is vital that I improve my odds of good socialization by moving at some point in the future. Switching back to the podcast, I know that it's a bummer that the podcast format has changed, both for you and for me. For you, because the content is masked. For me, because masking that content takes a long time to produce. And even though it produces a more concise piece... The more concise piece has significantly less heart. And the production time, of course, doesn't work well with my burnout cycles and limited work capacity. Please know that I'm doing the best work I can possibly do within my capacity, and I deeply, deeply care about the work and you, the listener. I deeply care about that. Please stick with me. Wherever the road may lead, it will be interesting and thought-provoking. Still, it's important to remember that this world was never meant for the beauty of neurodivergent thought. 
I'm exploring something that may result in a glorious, gloriously honest, post-humorous, complete catalog release. That idea, more than anything else, is what's keeping me going through all this. I really like the thought of my life having meaning and impact down the road in a fuller way than I can do while I'm here. I'm, of course, reminded of the story of Vincent Van Gogh. It is a bit cliched, but to be honest, this struggling artist really is hoping that they become more appreciated after they can't appreciate being appreciated. What can I say? I know patterns, and I find this sort of pattern darkly humorous. It's getting me through. The more immediate future is, of course, quite tricky. I'm doing the best I can to navigate my morals and my masking, but I'm sick of the burnout cycles. I'm sick of having to work so hard to survive and getting unsupported support. I've grown a lot. I know who I am. I'm hopeful that the right support is out there. My quest to find it is an unending. I can definitely, definitely say finding the LGBTQI plus neurodivergent activist and disability communities has helped tremendously. Thank you, those in those, com in those communities that continue to produce content and continue to try and pave a path for forward. It takes a lot of work. It's hard to do. I appreciate all the effort that everyone is putting into it. Speaking for myself, I'm going to do all the work my capacity allows, even if I can't immediately release it or have to tone it down to release it. I will not waste on time on things that won't work. I will aggressively assert that boundary. And, most of all, I'm looking forward to turning 42 in 5.2 years. It is the answer, after all. I would love to hear about your experiences with morals and masking, particularly if you are a neurodivergent person. Please connect on my website. I have a new URL now to fit with my new name and identity. The new URL is nicknackpod.net. That's spelled N-I-C-N-A-C-P-O-D dot N-E-T. While you are there, please consider donating if you feel called to. The opening music is Raindrop Rhapsody by Josh Elkenberry. The closing music is Catch Me If You Can by Attica Attica. Find them at atticaattica.bandcamp.com. As an aside, I had a great conversation with Attica Attica. Awesome music, and uh, I felt like we connected pretty well through their music, so that was cool. And of course, reasserted the Creative Commons approach, which... I use and they use and, you know, really releasing your work to the Creative Commons does a world of good for others that might want to use your pieces in their work. And it creates a culture of artistic appreciation and mutual benefit, which is why the Knickknack podcast and the FS Write Along series is copyright 2006 through 2021 by Knickknack Marsh and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. I thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. May you find the safety and support to empower you and meet your needs. Till next time, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, get vaccinated. Happy railroading. Happy landings.